I'm reading from the NIV and Ephesians 6, starting from verse 10. So I'm going to read from verse 10 to verse 13. Okay, so verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on a full arm of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Wow. Praise God. So we had an extensive study on putting on the belt of truth. And we said that that secures our core and how our lives are supposed to reveal God's truth. And today we're getting into the second armor, which is the breastplate of righteousness. Other translations say right standing with God. So before you have a right standing with God, you have to know what truth is. It's like you're transitioning now. You have this belt that's securing your core in your wrestling against the enemy. The wrestle Paul talks about here is not a distant enemy. He's really close. That's why he didn't try to say that it's so far away. You know, wrestling involves really close contact. So being in right standing with God is an armor that is needed when you wrestle against the enemy because as close as the enemy is fighting you and attacking you, God is even closer. But what happens when you face the evil day? Your evil day is the day of your trials, the day of challenges, the day of opposition. When things get really difficult for you, you need to feel that closeness with God much stronger than how real and tangible the attacks are, right? When you yeah. wrestle, it's like you're on top of each other and you're trying to win, you're battling through it. We always like to quote this scripture in these studies. We say that the foundation of God's throne is built on righteousness and justice. So to be this close to God and to be so near to him, desire to do this truth that he is revealing in you, desire to walk in righteousness, because this is not righteousness that you can attain by the works of your hands. We have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So for me, this speaks to great proximity, not just to God, but the foundation of his throne, which is righteousness and justice. So I want us to picture this now. Picture that you are on this journey. I mean, some of us won't even have to go far. Maybe you've had a crazy day. You've had things come at you that you wouldn't even want to speak about because it's so painful. And where is that pain coming from? Where do you feel that pain? It's your heart. Whatever you're dealing with most of the time is like an attack upon your heart. And that's what the breastplate covers. Paul was using the analogy of those days of how a Roman soldier uses a breastplate. I believe if Paul was here today, he might call it a bulletproof. You'll be like, wear your bulletproof jacket. Yeah. It protects your heart. Did they not have a back to it too? The breastplate was like the, their shield. Was it 
Did it go over their head, covered the back and the heart? In later years, yes. Oh, because I was thinking it, it, it was encasing the heart. The heart was encased. Yeah, yes. you're right. That's the point we're getting to. That yes. God wants our heart protected, right? Yes. That's why I'm talking about the close proximity. Yes. We give him our hearts. We give him our life. We entrust our hearts to him. Because he is truth and he can keep our hearts in perfect peace. Scripture says he will keep in perfect peace those whose heart are stayed on him. So this breastplate of righteousness secures your heart. All those evil darts of the enemy, they are coming at your heart. All the pain you felt, all the heartbreaks, right? I had this friend, she was, she was practically married to this guy. And they hadn't consummated the marriage. He was cheating on her. Yeah, I know you'll be wondering, how can people get married and not be consummated? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But in our culture, you get married traditionally, and then you get married in the church. So normally people will, like him and I, we did the traditional marriage on a Friday. Then we did a church wedding on a Saturday. Yeah. So, but because he was going to travel and she did her traditional marriage and normally Christians who are very devout, they will not consummate until the church marriage. Mm -hmm. But the traditional and church marriage involves a lot of expenses. So it's better you plan everything together. You gather your money together and do it at once. Or else if you say, I'm going to do the traditional marriage and wait a month to do the church wedding. Then within that month, while you're trying to get finances to do the church marriage, you might get tempted and sleep with each other. And I don't really have an opinion on this, but at the end of the day, they are still married, but we were so very devout in our thoughts and our ways. So we were like, no, you don't consummate until the wedding, the church wedding. But in actual fact, when both families agree that they are going to come and celebrate their son and their daughter getting married. That is the traditional and that is actually sealed. But yeah, I don't want to talk much about it because I believed that too. And I made sure we didn't consummate until we got married, the church wedding. But it's the mentality we have. So when you don't do it that way, you still feel like, oh, I didn't keep myself or we failed God, you know. So there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. But what I was trying to say is when she was waiting for this one month and he was cheating on her. She found out he was practically living with a woman. She oh. was, and he was supposed to be an amazing believer as well. She was so heartbroken. I had never witnessed anything like that with her, with anybody. Still haven't seen something like that. But her heart, this is where I'm going to, her heart will hurt her mm. physically. Yeah. I don't know, have you guys felt that? I mean, not for the same reason, but have you felt physically? Yes. 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 Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Broken heart. It, it's true. It can be very painful. You very feel painful. it? I lost my... Yeah. I, I mean, I was broken. But to feel that pain in the heart? Oh. You mm -hmm. felt mm -hmm. it? Wow. You can't even touch yeah. your heart. It hurts so bad. Yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully one day you guys will share with us what happened to bring that kind of... It may come back. Come no, back. No, no, no. No, it won't come back. No, the, no, Lord the pain. I'm talking back. about the pain. No, yeah, it won't come pain. back. When you feel it, the pain doesn't come back. No. Thank you. Yeah. Just for that time. Yeah. So if this can happen physically, 
then you can imagine what has taken place in the spirit for it to hurt so bad and to feel it in the physical. And I always say the spiritual controls the physical. Here, you have to make a choice to follow God's truth to protect your heart in righteous living. Choosing God's righteousness will protect you from a spiritual Mm -hmm. broken heart. That's true. That's true. That's true. So Paul saw all of this in the spirit and he summed it into a Roman soldier being armed with his breastplate. And as Christians, our breastplate is righteousness. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Our entire life is summed up within our heart. Okay, um, what is going on with your life? This aspect of my life, my mental health, um, is flowing out of my heart. How I handle my mental health, how I handle my physical health, also comes from my heart. How I view myself. Am I worth taking care of? Do I have substance? Is there a reason for me to live? Is there a purpose for my life? So life's purpose, mental health, physical health, relationships. Am I worth anybody's time? Or even the people I love. Everything flows from my heart. The job, the work I do. Um, do I enjoy doing my job? There's everything coming from my heart that King Solomon in writing Proverbs recognized that the heart needs to be protected. Other scripture says, guard your heart. It needs to be guarded. The expanded version says, be careful above all that you guard, protect your heart. Because your thoughts run your life. So now I'm perceiving that even the way we think and process things comes from this heart. Whether we believe that God loves us or we believe God's word, it comes from this heart. How we perceive God comes from this heart. And then the enemy will come after our heart if it's not guarded. Mm-hmm. It makes me remember Eve, right? If only she guarded I think it's King David said, your word have I treasured in my heart that I will not sin against you. And the opposite of righteousness is sin, right? Right. Yeah. And so you treasure God's word in your heart so that you don't sin against him. You elevate God's Mm -hmm. holiness and righteousness as your standard for living. And you're not doing this out of your strength. You're leaning on him. And the truth of his word is the basis which you can hold on to for righteousness, right? Because mm. when truth is perverted, then you're living a lie. But when truth is revealed, then you can live right. And the enemy is the opposite of truth. And so he produces unrighteousness. So we're talking about Eve now. God said, of all the trees, you can eat. But this one in the middle, do not eat. And so the enemy comes and perverts that truth. And then she treasures that perversion in her heart above God's truth. And that was how she was able to sin against God. So this calls in for personal reflection. Because when we believe and treasure the enemy's lies above God's truth, then we no longer have our breastplate on. And there's so many instances, I know if I throw that out to you, you can picture so many things that the enemy has thrown to you that is so close to the truth. But you know it's not the truth. 
Oh, you know you're in need. So if you dip into finances that aren't yours, God is going to understand. He doesn't want you to struggle. But God has said, do not covet. Do not take what belongs to your neighbor. But if you exalt that word above God's word, then you expose yourself to the attacks of the enemy. And then you get a spiritual heartbreak because you're not guarded. Because you decided to value the enemy's opinion above God's opinion. That's why scripture says that let every man be a lie. Let God alone be truth. Like I say, the spirit realm is very aware of where we stand. That's why righteousness is also called right standing. So when we stand right with God, when we choose to honor what he says above every other man's opinion, no matter how close to the truth it sounds, no matter how easily it lightens our burdens, it's still not the right standing of God. And everything about Satan is rooted in wrongfulness and he wants us to align with him so that we miss out of God's promise. We miss out on our protection. 